Thanks for choosing to listen to another City Point West podcast. I trust that this message empowers and encourages you to continue your journey of faith. Enjoy. Really? Just one? All right, let me say that again. How's everyone doing tonight? Awesome. Woo! All right, so welcome to uh, love. Love. We're going to talk about love tonight. In brackets, keys and locks, part two. For those of you that were here a couple of weeks ago, um, I talked about keys and locks part one. Now, in that, I talked about the purpose of keys. Purpose of keys is to open things. Funny that. Purpose of God's keys is to open a way for us to know more of him more of the time. Funny thing, though. So tonight, I'm going to take you deeper. Tonight, I'm going to take you deeper into understanding the right keys and how to break free of the locks that are in your life. Thing about locks though, is that if they don't work, it can be a bit of a problem, right? And you need keys to open locks, but if you don't have a key and you're locked in somewhere, it's a little hard to get out. Yeah, agreed? Yeah. 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 So, look, (laughs) I went to have a shower in the morning a little while ago in my bathroom, and uh, I don't normally take my mobile phone into the bathroom, just want to clarify that, but I did this morning, didn't have my kids at the time, and um, praise God, my housemate hadn't left on her trip that she was going on quite yet. So I'm in the shower, you know, having a good time, like singing my little shower song, of course, which I'm not going to share with you all, but because I don't have a blessed voice like Wendy, <laughs> but you know, doing my normal thing, get myself ready for, for, for work, and anyway get out of the shower and I went, oh, I've got to go get my uniform, went to go out the door. Nothing works. The door is not moving and the lock is not turning. The lock breaks. Like, I hear it. It's like, and I went, oh, crap, that's not real good. Anyway, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, it'll be fine. So I call my housemate. Hey. So um, she's like, you're all right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm just locked in the bathroom. A few minutes later, after she stops laughing her head off, she then comes down and tries to help me. However, she also could not unlock the lock. So she goes, because, you know, we're pretty handy in our house. She goes and gets some, you know, screwdrivers, whatnot, hammers, etc. comes back, unlocks all the mechanisms. So then we've got this tiny little hole. And, like, looking through this hole, and she's like, I'm like, how's that going to help me? Because I can't fit through that hole, right? I'm small, but I ain't that small, right? And so she's like, no, 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 it's okay. We'll like work. No, we look, that thing was jammed. That thing was stuck. Luckily enough, my friend owns the house. So I'm like, hey, sorry to call you so early, (laughs) but I'm locked in the bathroom. A few minutes later, after she stops laughing her head off, she drives round to come and help me because she thinks she can fix it because she also thinks she's handy. Not quite so handy. Um, 20 minutes later, I'm still in the bathroom. I just want to mention, no clothes on, okay, with two cats, which also doesn't normally happen. Just want to clarify that as well. In the meantime, my cats are looking at me and meowing and going to the door and looking up at the handle and meowing. And I'm like, yes, I'm well aware that's how you get out of the door. (laughs) Then they're going to the window, which is mesh locked, And they're looking at the window and they're meowing at me at the window. I'm like, yes, I'm well aware that's how you get out. But I can't get out right now. So I'm getting a little bit frustrated. 
the locks when they don't work and the keys that you have to open them won't fit them because the lock's broken. So how do you use God keys to unlock you in that situation? You know, I could have taken any perspective, but I chose to take the perspective of what can I take out of this God? What have you got for me? Because I'm here naked and there are people on the other side of the door. <laughs> I'm wrapped in a towel, of course, but, and I can't get out. Anyway, long story short, you know, we call the locksmith. Locksmith comes and I'm like, by this stage, okay, I've called my boss. Hey, I'm going to be running late for work this morning. She's like, why? I said, because I'm locked in the bathroom. Once again, a few minutes later, after getting off the floor and pissing herself laughing, she's then, okay, no worries. You just come in anytime you want. <laughs> and anyway, I get there and I, he unlocks the door, breaks the mechanism, opens the door for me and lets me in. And once again, I have freedom. He also happened to be very handsome, which was, you know, that was nice as well to like, <laughs> you know, if you're going to be locked. But I'd just like to say two and a half hours. Two and a half hours, I was, uh, I was locked in that bathroom. <laughs> um, Stephen Furtick, he talks about this. He says, the position that you're in influences the decisions that you make. Your position determines your purpose. See, I could have taken any position in that moment. And if I hadn't have taken a positive one, it could have tur turned out so different. If I'd have chose to let myself be locked up, I could have had a completely different day that day. <laughs> Quick recap. In, uh, in part one, I talked about God's keys. Key one was God's key of obedience. Obedience is a key. Disobedience is a lock. Obedience releases prosperity. It gives us the ability to grow, gives us the, our ability to stretch and to follow God's purpose for us unfailingly. Key two, God's key is the fruit of the Spirit, the keys of the Spirit. The Spirit of God is our key and the Spirit of the world is our lock. We talked about connection, worthiness and truth. These are all keys. And we talked about they are the only things that can unlock shame and deceit. Third point we talked about was the fruits of the Spirit. We talked about Galatians 5. Desires of your sinful nature result in sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarrelling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins. These are our locks. These are weeds. And all they produce is sin, and all they do is stop our godly inheritance. Then we talked about Galatians 22 and 23. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are our keys. These are the seeds. These are what produce life and fruit.
Now, these are the keys that have been continuously unlocking me. I'll never have shame around the relationships that I've had in my past. But what they did was they became locks. They became locks because I let my fleshly desires lead me instead of my spirit. Because I let shame and deception, because I let isolation and rejection, fear and unworthiness lock me up, rule my life and bind me from being all that I was called to be. So tonight, I want to go deeper. I want to break these fruits of the Spirit down into some real truths, keys and locks that's going to enable you to walk away with the freedom you need to step out of this. Now, to do that, first we need to talk about the preceding verse. Galatians 5.16, it says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Because the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit. And the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. They are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. Now, can we have, can we have a lens tonight on everything that I'm going to talk about? Desires of the flesh, locks. They'll lock you up. Desires of the Spirit, keys to unlock you, okay? Keep that, keep that lens. So love is the first fruit of the Spirit. Love is our key, okay? Lustful pleasures and impurity, they're our locks, locking us up. Our search for love comes from our, lo- our longing for human connection. We talked about this the last, week, last time, the worthiness, that longing to have love, And in that, we can misinterpret and we can misapply the different types of love. See, there's a saying going around the world at the moment, love is love. False. Nah, wrong answer. That's a lock. That's an absolute BS lock. Love is not love. In fact, there are four types of love. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more tonight. There is storge. There's philea, there's agape, and there's eros love. Now, storge love is an empathy bond. It's the love that describes family. It's what a parent has for their children who have gone missing. Um, it's what siblings have with each other. Oh, look, there's one. Um, <laughs> it's what you guys have with your parents or your siblings or your children. Okay, this is the kind of love that we share with our families, whatever our families are and how our families are made up. Romans 12.10 describes Storge love as love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honouring each other. Now then we've got philea. Philea love is the, it's the friend bond. It's an emotional love. It's the love of of Christianity, of of fellow Christians. It's a united love. It's a compassion for people, for close friends. It's a personal affection. Now, 1 Peter 1 verse 22 describes it as, you were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth. So now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. Love each other deeply with all your heart always unselfishly seeking the best for one another. In part one, 
you know, I talked about, I talked about when I was looking at women. I was actually admiring parts of me that I saw in them or parts in me that I didn't have that I wanted. But the thing is, the world says that if you're looking at someone of the same sex, that you're gay. The world says that, oh, but if you're having those feelings and you're admiring that person, you must be gay. But the thing is, our body can mislead us because the desires of the flesh are locks. But the desires of the spirit are keys. You see, the thing is, is that you can be attracted to, per- to someone, but through your admiration for them. But your thoughts and your feelings can deceive you and mislead you. Now, when you start to confuse that, you can misapply phileo love for eros love, which is romantic love. We'll talk about that in a little bit. The spirit of deception gets planted. And when it gets planted, the enemy has a foothold. Remembering that the devil must have a foothold first before he can have a stronghold. But because we're so desperate for love and human connection, it's what we're made for, we get impatient when we don't find it in how we think we're supposed to. Fruit number two is patience and waiting on God. That's the next fruit of the Spirit. Now, its lock is impatience and selfish ambition. Excuse me. The problem is the world shows love as instant. In TVs, in movies, in songs. In the span of a two-hour movie... A man and a woman can meet, be instantly attracted to one another, instantly fall in love, and live happily ever after. What a load of BS. Like, but whether consciously or unconsciously, this is actually what we look for in our own lives. This is what we think we need to get and what we're supposed to get. And when we don't get it, how the world shows us we're supposed to get it, We look for it elsewhere. The experiences and the relationships that I'd had so far in my many 16 years of mature life with men were always, they were always missing something. There was, they were unfulfilling. I couldn't find happiness. And so instead, I let my thoughts and my feelings control me instead of me controlling them. Or more importantly, instead of letting God control them. See, I was misled. Misled by Satan's temptations and deceptions. By the admiration and the longing for friendship in women that was twisted into becoming lust and desire for women. James 1 verse 14 and 15 describes it perfectly. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. 
then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. After fleshly desires have been conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, once it's fully grown, gives birth to death. Fleshly, lock. Spirit, key. It's talking about self-control, the need for self-control. And that is our next fruit of the Spirit. Self-control is a key. Sexual immorality and other sins, they are locks. These lead to idolatry and unfaithfulness, and they are too are locks. And the only thing that unlocks them is faithfulness. Admiral Jim Stockdale says this, you must never confuse faith that you will prevail in the end, which you can never afford to lose, with the discipline to confront the most brutal facts of your current situation. So what are the most brutal facts of your current situation that you've confused as faith? See, the next fruit of the Spirit is gentleness. Gentleness is a key. Dissension, cruelty, these are locks. See, what we escape to is what will enslave you. It's so important that instead of escaping from, we run to God. We lay it down for Him because He never leaves us. He will never forsake us. He's walking with us. In fact, sometimes He's picking us up and He's carrying us. And it's so important that we lay it down for Him. Proverbs 27, 19 says this, As water reflects the face, so one's life is reflected in our heart. Now what it's talking about here is that what we see in others, both good and bad qualities, is what we actually have in ourselves. But it's so important that we don't do that from a place of comparison because comparison leads to wickedness, envy, hostility, division, and these are all locks. But the keys are joy and gentleness. The next type of love is agape love. Now, agape love is God love. It's unconditional. It's immeasurable. It's incomparable. Agape love is perfect and it's pure. Now, part of agape love is the fruit of the Spirit, peace and kindness. These are our keys. But our locks are anger, jealousy, meanness, and quarrelling. I have this thing that I do with my children whenever they're being mean to each other, where, you know, so-and-so is being mean to so-and-so and it just keeps going like this. And I say, so how do you break a circle of meanness? Because if you're being mean to your brother and your brother's being mean to your sister and then your sister's being mean to your sister, then where does the meanness stop? The meanness stops when you break it with kindness. The only way to break a circle of meanness is with kindness. Wow. Wow. Man, my mouth is dry tonight. Timothy 
3 verse 16 says this, God has transmitted his very substance into every scripture, for it is God-breathed. It will empower you by its instruction and correction, giving you the strength to take the right direction and lead you deeper into the path of godliness. God's word is our keys and Satan's words are our locks. Satan's words will trap us. They will stop us from having an understanding of the goodness of God in our life. It will paint lies over God's truth in such a tempting way to entice us to believe it. But God's word and God's love, agape love, is the key to unlock an understanding of how to live our life, how God intended us to. Every other word that was spoken over me became locks in my life. You're a tomboy. You're a lesbian. You act like a boy. You're an outsider. You're weird. You look strange in a dress. You're not girly enough. And the list goes on. You know, it's like you talked about, Bray. It's what people speak over you is what you become and what you speak over yourself and what you believe is what you become. The last love type is eros love. Now, this is romantic love. God is super clear about this one, that um, eros love is reserved for marriage only. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 18 says this, flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside their body, but the sexual immoral person sins against their own body. But how much do we see this compromised in the world? How much do we see this twisted and changed in the world? God doesn't make these rules to prevent us from receiving all the goodness he has from each other and in this world. He makes these rules and he sets them to protect us. You see, the thing is that Every time you connect with someone physically, you create a soul tie. The thing is, a kiss is never just a kiss. We were just fooling around is never just we were just fooling around. We only had sex the one time is never we were only had sex the one time. But we don't do it anymore is never, we don't do it anymore. It is so much more. There is so much more at play spiritually through human connection. Whilst it is everything that we need and that our body requires physically, it is also everything that can lock us up if not done through God and in a godly way. There's always more. And this is why it binds us. It's why it locks us up. And it's why God says so clearly, eros love is for marriage and marriage only. See, I realised by letting, discovering these four types of love, I then had (laughs) this light bulb moment that everyone 
that I'd been looking at and everything that I had seen and been attracted to in a woman was actually what I was actually looking for in a man. Just twisted and turned in the wrong direction because I wasn't listening to God's word, that's our key. I was listening to the world's word or Satan's word and being locked up. I realised that I had to let God peel away all my self-protection, my preservation, trying to do things in my own strength without God. And then I had to let him show me the truth behind it all. And if you're going to write anything down tonight, these are the points to take home. I had to keep trusting in God. I had to keep being obedient to God. I had to train myself to listen to the Spirit of God and discipline myself to be filled with and believe that I am the fruits of the Spirit that God has planted within me. I had to have faith in God and I had to use His compass because God's compass is the direction that determines our destination. And I had to look in the mirror and still look in the mirror with God's eyes. I had to say, I am worthy. I do belong. I am loved and I am made for connection. You are worthy. You do belong. You are loved. And you are made for connection. Godly connection. In Matthew 16, 19, Jesus is replying to Simon Peter. He says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. So what are you forbidding in your life? And what are you permitting in your life? The purpose of keys is to open things, to allow people to enter into doors. And what Jesus is giving Simon Peter here is the keys that will open the way for people, for us, to enter into the kingdom of God. See, I can't tell you to get out of where you are. I can't tell you that you need to unlock all those areas of darkness or things that are binding you right now. But what I hope is that I've been able to give you the right keys. God's keys. God's keys to unlock everything in our life to live the purpose that God's asked us to live. I'm going to give you guys an opportunity shortly if you need to come up and you want to be prayed for. Some of our leaders will, will pray with you if you've got some areas that you need to unlock. But I want to, I want to leave you with one last thought. When you go to the shop and you buy fruit, do you buy fruit like this apple that's bruised? Or do you buy fruit like this pear 
that's punctured? Or do you buy fruit like this banana that is filled with dark spots? Of course you don't. Because the world says that we have to buy fruit that's perfect. That we buy fruit that's unblemished. But God says, I will heal your bruises. God says, I will repair your puncture wounds. And God says, I will take your dark spots, both on the surface and deep within, and I will bring them light. John says, talking about God, where my light is, there will be no darkness. God is light, and there is no darkness in him at all. So if you want to come up and you have any area of your life that you want to unlock or you just want prayer for, then I'm more than happy for us to do that with you right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I know this message will keep speaking to you as you continue your day. So for more information about City Point West, jump on citypointchurch.com or follow our social media accounts, Instagram, City Point West, or our Facebook, City Point Church West. Have a great day.